Welcome to The Wounded Christian. I'm your host, John Piper. In today's episode, I want to talk about not looking back, or rather, about not looking back in the wrong way. I want to talk to you about the Israelites as they left Egypt, and about Lot's wife as she was turned into a pillar of salt. Don't worry, I'm not going to suggest that you will be turned into a pillar of salt. But there are things that we can learn from what happened to her as we move on to the next that God has for us. Do you ever look back at your life and ask, what if? I do. I sometimes wonder what my life would be like if I hadn't been hurt. What if the people around Vicky and I in Africa had been supportive? What if I'd been diagnosed and treated correctly when I first got sick? Would I still be in Africa fixing planes today? Sometimes, that what if goes even further back than that. What if I hadn't followed God's calling to work as a mechanic in the first place? My passion in high school was not aircraft maintenance. I was good at geography, specifically the city, city planning aspect. What if I'd done that instead? How different would my life be? The answer is either very different or simply, I don't know. It can be healthy to look back on our lives. When we look back and see just how far God has brought us, it makes us thankful. But when we look back and ask, what if, it can be damaging. We can become bitter and resentful. And that not only hinders our healing, but limits the effectiveness of the next that God has for us. I want to look at two instances in the Bible where people look back and asked, what if? And how it led to them not achieving the next that God had for them. These are cautionary tales, and my aim is to encourage you to look ahead with anticipation rather than back with resentment, so that your suffering will be turned to joy rather than death and destruction. The first instance is one you've heard me talk about before, but today I want to go into a little more detail. I'm going to start by reading some verses from Numbers. This is Numbers 14, verses 1 to 11, read from the New Living Translation. It starts just after the spies have returned from the promised land. All but two of them reported that the promised land was full of giants and powerful enemies. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it have been better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land... Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephon, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, The land we travelled through and explored is a wonderful land, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people in the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. 
Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me, even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them? I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they are. I want you to think for a minute about what God has for you next. Maybe you have a glimmer of an idea of what it is. Maybe you know for certain what it is. And maybe what God has for you next scares you. The Israelites had been promised a land flowing with milk and honey. All but two of the spies had reported a land resembling that of the evil lands in Lord of the Rings. Only Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report, and the people believed the bad report over the good report. Further on in the chapter, Moses pleads with God not to destroy the people. God relents, but as a punishment, they then spent 40 years in the desert before he allowed the next generation to enter the promised land. So, what was the sin of the people? Their sin was listening to 12 reports, 10 bad and 2 good, and believing the bad reports. That may seem like God was being harsh. If we hear 12 reports and there are 10 against 2, we probably assume that the 10 are correct. But the heart of the sin was that the people had forgotten what God had already done. They had forgotten that he'd brought them out of Egypt, that he had destroyed the mightiest army in the world at the time, that while they were in the desert they had not been hungry or thirsty once. They heard the ten negative reports and the two positive reports and failed to hear them through the ears of people who knew who their God was. Their response was to look back at where God had brought them from with bitterness and anger. When Joshua and Caleb tried to remind them of who their God was, their response was to kill them, because they just did not want to listen. Have you looked at the next that God is calling you to and been scared? Maybe you're scared that you'll be hurt again. Maybe you are scared because you think you can't do what he's asking of you. Maybe you're scared because you've shared your thought with others and they've told you it's a bad idea. All of these fears may seem legitimate, but have you forgotten who your God is? Have you spent time looking back and asking, what if, in such a way that you've forgotten what he has brought you through? Today, I want you to look back in a different way. I want you to look back on everything that God has brought you through. Don't look back at the hurt, but look back at how God has healed you from the hurt. Look back at the things God has done in your past so that you can look forward to the next that God has for you with confidence that if your God is asking you to do something, he has already taken care of the giants in the way. I want to look at a second instance where someone looked back in the wrong way. The Israelites did so because they'd forgotten who their God was. But the account of Lot's wife is very different. In Genesis 19, we read the account of Lot and his family being rescued from Sodom before God destroyed the city and surrounding villages. As they are fleeing, Lot's wife stops and looks back at the city and is turned into a pillar of salt. Jesus talks about this in Luke 17. Here is what he said from Luke 17, verse 28 to 35, read from the New Living Translation. 
And Jesus is talking about his second coming. And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building, until the morning Lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person out in the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. That night two people will be asleep in one bed. One will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding flour together in the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. There's little in the Bible to tell us exactly why Lot's wife was destroyed. But I look at it this way. God had told Lot and his family to escape to the mountains to avoid being destroyed. Lot argued and said that the mountains were too far and had negotiated with God a closer destination. God relented and agreed. As they were fleeing to the second best destination, Lot's wife does what they've been commanded not to do. She looks back and she suffers the consequences for doing so. I'm going to take some artistic liberties and suggest what I think may have happened. Sodom was an evil city, which is why God destroyed it. God had said that if there were ten people in Sodom who were righteous, that he would spare the city. God destroyed the city, which means that there were not ten righteous people. I'm taking a liberty by saying that I don't think even Lot was righteous. I have no evidence for that other than the thought that as evil as Sodom was, I doubt Lot would have been able to resist the temptations to join in the evilness. By that argument, I also don't think Lot's wife was righteous either. With that idea in mind, I also think that when Lot's wife stopped to see what God was doing, it wasn't an innocent stopping to see the awesomeness of God's destruction. I believe, based on my previous idea, and with no evidence to back it up, so I could be wrong, that Lot's wife stopped, turned back, and looked at this destruction with regret. Regret that she wouldn't be able to be a part of that again. As I've said, I don't have any evidence for this idea, but it does make sense. God was rescuing Lot, his wife, and their family because of his agreement with Abraham, not because of the righteousness of Lot's family. We know that there were others in the family that refused to believe. They did not believe that God would destroy the city. In fact, there's no evidence that they believed in God at all. They were a part of the city and a part of the evilness that God was destroying. Now, don't get me wrong, I am not suggesting in any way that you are like Lot, his wife, or the sinful people of Sodom. I'm also not suggesting that God wants to destroy you, and I'm not suggesting that you are evil in any way at all. What I am saying is that sometimes we look back at the life we had before we were hurt and long for it. But God does not want that. He is destroying all of the evil that caused your hurt, and you do not want to be a part of that destruction. However you're looking back at the past, 
whether it be a longing for what it was or the regret of what could have been, know this. Everything happened in a way that God either allowed or designed. He wouldn't have it happen any other way. The person you are today and the person you are becoming is a direct result from where God has brought you from and what he has brought you through. It's time to stop looking back and start looking forward. God wants to take you into the next that he has for you, with you confident that he can overcome your fears. He wants you to look back just enough to remember what he has done, so you will be confident in what he will do as you and he move forward to the next that he wants to accomplish through you.